To me, what's the most important is that the organization is driven by the product or the products that it offers. And in a product-led organization, the product team discover the best way to push the business forward. To move to a, to, to, to a way of working where we are working on validated um, problems, that we are, we are solving the problems that we need to solve bring the problems to the teams so that the engineers will be uh, incentivized or, or stimulated to think about the problems and the way to solve it. Mm -hmm. Because writing code is quite expensive. If you can learn in, uh, in hours or days rather than in weeks or months, um, I think you're doing a good thing. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Hey, welcome back to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. So as you maybe can recall from uh, yeah, previous episodes, Bol.com is uh, transitioning to a product-led organization. And in previous episodes, we... Uh, invited basically uh, several roles to already discuss this, uh, this topic and several aspects of it. But what's a little strange for a tech lab podcast is didn't, that we didn't take the uh, viewpoint of an engineer yet. So yeah, that's a good uh, angle. And um, the coincidence wanted that also our guests of today had a talk on, uh, on this topic uh, on our Spaces Summit. So yeah, Peter. What about it? Yeah, what about <laughs> yeah, it? So, yeah, we're talking about uh, product-led organizations, and uh, yeah, if you Google it, you will find the definition uh, in in uh, 1.4 billion answers similar to this one. So, uh, product-led means being guided by the potential of products and product teams, and breaking down the silos between the business and the product. The business is the product. Well, in, in Bol.com, we, uh, we are on, a, uh, on our journey to find out what product-led means for us. Um, and I see similarities with other journeys, uh, like becoming agile, implement DevOps, move to the cloud. We went through those uh, journeys. Uh, but only when we ask our, our engineers what they really need and what it, uh, what it is really about for them, those journeys started to fly. So. Yeah, time to ask how engineers are uh, seeing this for this product-led topic. Peter Paul, time to introduce the guest for the show. Yeah, so we have uh, Werner Hofstra with us uh, today, who's actually one of the product tech leads in assortment and selling um, domain. So yeah, welcome Werner. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Hey, what? Um, uh, why did you decide to give a talk about this topic at the Spaces uh, Summit? I came into contact with the books of Marty Kagan, um, yeah. specifically Inspired. Mm -hmm. And um, I was uh, listening to this book um, on my commute to, uh, to, to and from work um, on my bike, uh, the, the audiobook. And I heard a lot of things there that, um, that I could place within the context of Balacom. And I thought, hey, we can do certain stuff better. Uh, so I started to dig into the the the, um, uh, the topic a little bit more, and uh, I thought more people should know about this. So I 
went ahead and uh, submitted an abstract for the Spaces Summit, and it got accepted. Um, and a lot of people seem to uh, have enjoyed the talk. Yeah, yeah, the the room was uh, overbooked, so uh, a lot of uh, people like Peter couldn't uh, couldn't join. But uh, yeah, there will be uh, an other possibility uh, for them, and of course they can uh, now listen to this podcast. Hey. Uh, if you're talking about product-led organizations, uh, Werner, from your perspective, what is a product-led organization? To me, what's the most important is that the organization is driven by the product or the products that it offers. If you look at Balacom, for instance, from a bird's eye view, we have a number of products that we offer that, that, that are visible to like the outside world. We have our web shop, the apps, uh, the e-commerce platform, our logistical and advertising services. Um, in a product-led organization, the people working on uh, on these products decide how the products evolve and grow. They figure out what our customers want and need, and based on that, they create solutions that our customers love and yet work for uh, for the business. Contrast this to an organization that is led by marketing or sales, um, whereas in a, in a sales-driven organization, the sales department might promise something to customers and then give a list of requirements to the product team to, to build. Uh, you could call this stakeholder-driven development, uh, and their stakeholders will basically dictate what product team should build. And in a product-led organization, the product teams discover the best way to push the business forward. Exactly. The product teams discover the best way to push the product forward. Okay. Exactly. That's uh, that's uh, that's the essence, right? For uh, for being product-led. Right that the product is leading the business rather than the sales team leading the business. Yeah, I have to, uh, <laughs> to black box this, <laughs> so uh, continue. <laughs> hey, and what does that mean for our organization and our roles? Uh, I think it means that um, we have to start thinking about ways how we can uh, put the teams in charge of discovering what our products, uh, what our customers want and, uh, and need, um, and then um, solving solving the problems for them. Um, like in a in a, in a well functioning product organization, you typically have a number of uh, empowered product teams. It's a it's a it's a, biz, a buzzword empowered. Um, you can read a lot about it in uh, in the book Empowered, also by Marty Kagan. <laughs> Um, and each of those product teams has about three to eight people. And uh, such a product team has a very clear defined goal uh, that they can work towards. Um, and they have the, uh, the full autonomy to reach that goal. That also means that it's, uh, that's the team's responsibility to, do this responsibility to find out the best way to help their customers. Um, and that's, of course, um, that makes it imperative for the teams to know who the customers are. And if you don't have a clear picture of that, you first need to ask yourself the question, hey, who are my customers? Um, such a team has a product manager, a number of engineers, and uh, a, a designer, typically in uh, in literature. Um, at at Bollicom, we currently are rebranding our product owner uh, role to be product manager. Um, I've made the mistake before of calling product owners product managers uh, without explaining the transition that we're in. And I got some skeptical comments uh, asking if I was planning to get rid of all product owners or something, uh, which is not the case. 
but, but can you explain that uh, we, we had this uh, these teams, uh, scrum teams or agile teams, uh, having a product owner, but but with a product owner and the team like that, we are, you're not product led. So we are in this transition. Can you give an example uh, that shows, okay, hey, this is the old situation and this is where we need to go with the team? So what I see uh, um, teams doing uh, currently, how, how our products are set up, is that um, you have this this group of uh, of teams that we, we that we call a product. Um, I am a member of the uh, of a product catalog that basically is a catalog of all the uh, the products that we are trying to sell. It's very confusing because you have you're using the word product in two different ways. First, you have like a, a unit of business, and two, you have like an, an item that you sell on the web shop. Uh, yeah. But so be it. We are we are a product catalog. We catalog all of the products that we're selling. Um, what uh, what is generally happening is that this product is uh, is a very autonomous unit of business. Uh, it defines its own goals, and then um, um, figures out how best the five teams within this product uh, can uh, can reach this goal. But this means that uh, there's a lot of coordination and overhead. Uh, in deciding how best to, um, uh, to to solve the problems that we have on this product product scale, um, what I think we need to do is to give the teams uh, each a uh, a clear purpose and um, give them the reins uh, to uh, to figure out how to how to best how to best go forward. If that makes sense. Yeah, with the teams, you mean the combination of the the business analysts in the product team and the and the engineers in the and in the, in the from the IT side in that product team right right and then uh, not have more than 3 to 8 uh, people in that uh, in that team uh, yeah. because as soon as that that's, that number starts to grow uh, we have like 30 people in our in our uh, in the product and coordinating all of the work required to uh, to reach the goals is uh, quite of a handful of work, and that means that it usually happens at the level of uh, business analysts and uh, and product owners. And um, this process is is fairly complicated, and that means that the engineers never really feel the need or the desire to um, to jump into this process to to also start um, thinking about how we can solve the problems because they're they're too. Uh, the distance between the problems and the engineers is too too yeah too large, and I want to close that gap and bring the problems to the teams so that the engineers will be uh, incentivized or, or stimulated to think about the problems and the way to solve it. Exactly, and the point, eh, the thing that you're pointing out, bringing the problems to the team. I think that that's one of the differences. Because that's really something else than bringing an epic with uh, user stories to a team that are basically predefined and where sometimes a stakeholder together with a business analyst, a designer or a PO or whoever is stating, and this is the way that we're going to solve the problem. Is that the correct uh, way of seeing it, uh, Werner? Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, that's uh, something that you see happening a lot right now is that uh, the first time that engineers are seeing a um, an, an idea to solve a problem or uh, like an idea for a feature that, that they're building in sprint planning. And uh, this this basically means that the, the, the team didn't have any, um, they cannot have any ownership because they didn't come with this idea themselves. 
Um, so they are they are owning the solution that they're building, which is which is amazing. Um, but they're not owning um, the 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 bigger picture. Yeah. So so they're also not. Um... Uh, let's say they're not owning the uh, <laughs> the spark of the solution and that the, basically where the solution was created because it was handed to them and 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 that's the the difference in ownership that you also see there i guess right so you, you create a, a solution to solve a certain problem and um if you only have autonomy over the implementation of the solution and not over the problem you might you might be implementing the wrong thing um, and you as, as engineer won't know that you're implementing the wrong thing because you, you're not um, encompassing the entire uh, problem space. You're mostly busy with the solution. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, and But then let's take the engineering perspective again. What does this mean for the engineer? How will uh, he or she be involved with the, with the problems and the solutions in a, in a different way? Uh, I think uh, for engineers, it's very um, uh, important to, uh, first of all, know who who your customers are. Because um, if we if you don't know who our customers are, we cannot know their problems, and then uh, we will be making making software that is based on I don't know someone else's perspective on uh, on something, and you haven't really validated that. Um, so I think it's very important to know who your customers are, uh, talk to them, um, or or set set something up maybe uh, with your uh, product manager and having them or seeing your customers actually use your software. I think it's it's uh, it's very important because um, only then you can see like the 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 flaws that you might have or the the ways that you can improve. Um, because the, the way that you think people are using your software might be completely different than um, than how it's actually used. Um, yeah, exactly. It's clear. Hey, and um, what what difference does that make for how people in the team uh, collaborate, how they interact? Do you do you think that there's a difference there too? Well, I would hope that uh, the team as a whole would like have some sessions about. Um, the what they are working towards and whether that what what they are working are is is uh, will will solve the problems that that they're trying to solve because that's what's what it's all about. Um, you're working towards uh, some kind of impact that you're making and not uh, towards like a number of tickets that you that you created or like it's not about the the work or the amount of work that you're doing, but about the impact you're making. And I think that um, in the interactions within the teams, I think having some focus on the impact that you're making, having that front and center um, is very important. Clear. So, but does that mean that, that the engineers become even more uh, T-shaped, so to say, yeah? because the, in, in the past we always said, okay, the, the business, so to say, uh, determines what should be done and uh, the engineers, uh, it's up to them on, on the how. So there was a uh, the distribution in, in that way. Now you actually say, okay, the business determines, determines the problem that needs to be solved and, uh, and uh, the team uh, determines the, the what and the how uh, to, to, to solve it uh, themselves. So you see a shift 
you see a, a broadening of, of activities for the engineer again. Is that is that do I see it correctly in that way or, or something? Yep. Uh, perhaps um, maybe the engineer will be uh, use will be using more of their brain power and their time to think about the problems that we're solving and solving those problems. But I think that's a good thing because our engineers are are probably the the, the smartest people that we hire. Um, and uh, that means that uh, the probability of solving um, uh, solving problems the right way uh, will also be higher. Like the, the the quality of the solutions that we're building goes up. Uh, also, the engineer know the engineers know their systems, the, the the systems that they're working on. So they will know um, what is possible and what is not possible um, based on the context of the problem. Um, a, a stakeholder might not know this, and they might say, "Hey, uh, I want, I want to have, I want to have um, a screenshot every day um, to prove that we are making backups." Um, and then the engineer might think, "Hey, we could use a, a, an audit trail or, or a, a log trail and send that to an audit trail or something um, to solve the same problem." Uh, I, I, I think that the engineers have much more context to solve problems in the right way. I really see that and I really can uh, relate to that. I think that uh, that indeed these are yeah great steps forward uh, with us. Hey, and um, but um, how do you feel that that this way of working is different than yeah let's say the agile way of working that you already had at uh, Bold.com? What for you the main difference? Uh, I think first and foremost, uh, some people seem to think that uh, the agile Way of thinking, agile methodologies, and product thinking—they're two complete, competing ways of working. Uh, I think this is a false dichotomy. Mm -hmm. um, the two views actually have a lot of a lot in common. Like the the core philosophy is the same. Um, I, I think the the difference here is where each of these uh, things puts their focus. Where uh, product thinking is more on the ideation and figuring out what to build, uh, building the right thing. Agile is more focused on building the thing right. Um, and it focuses more on uh, delivery. Um, I don't think these two ways of working are opposing. I think they mm -hmm. complement each other very nicely. Okay. So, and then what's the, what's the thing that the that the product uh, led way of thinking is really adding to the to the uh, agile way of working from your perspective? Uh, I think uh, what product thinking adds is that engineers get out of the solution space, um, and I think this is a very he healthy thing to do. Mm -hmm. And um, I put more focus on the problems that we're trying to solve. Exactly, and and because of that, they will also get more involved in the design and preparation uh, of the work that's done by the team. Right. Um, it depends on how you define uh, design and preparation. I think product thinking starts before that. Uh, it starts yeah. with uh, it starts with an idea. It starts with a problem, and then you have an idea how how you might might solve that. Uh, you can form a hypothesis about this, and then you want to learn as fast as possible um, whether your hypothesis is right. Um, and if you can if you can find this out without writing any code, that's amazing because you you've now um, learned something without having to uh, write any code or push anything to production. Mm -hmm. Because writing code is quite expensive. If you can learn in uh, in hours or days rather than in weeks or months, um, I think you're doing a good thing. Uh, code is amazing for uh, production systems. It's 
less amazing for um, uh, learning something fast. Exactly. So basically, you're there also stating that if you could dive into, let's say, the data of your product and could learn stuff from there, from the data that's already there, then that could really speed up the process instead over having to code things, trying out how this code is working, and then learning from that. Right. Um, in my um, Spaces Summit talk, I gave a example about, uh, for instance, a, a news website. Um, and it's, it's a little bit of a contrived example, but it's the one on top of my mind. Um, say you want to, you have a hypothesis that um, uh, if you show news from neighboring countries, then uh, uh, your users will be happier or they will, will, will read the news more or something. Um, now you can imagine that it's a, it's a quite an expensive process to uh, already start gathering the news and translating that into the, the language that the user knows um, and, and then uh, adding that to the site. What you could also do is just put a button on your site um, that says, hey, uh, news from other countries or news from Germany or news from Belgium or something. Um, and uh, you can measure then how much this button is clicked. And uh, based on that, you can see, do people find this even interesting? Um, this is much cheaper to implement than uh, already ga gathering the news because it's, yeah, more code. Definitely. But then, but then you're, yeah, it's kind of experimenting, right? In, in, in with your users, uh, well, how, how they will act. Absolutely. And, uh, if, if, if you see their traction, then you start building the, uh, the thing that's behind it. Absolutely. To present it. Uh -huh. And experimenting is, is key to uh, figuring out what works because we don't know what works. Um, our users don't know what works, um, our stakeholders don't know what works, so we need to figure out what works. And the only thing or the only viable thing to do is uh, experiment with a lot of ideas. So, and, 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 and you, you gave the example here in this area of the, the catalog. Are you um, trying out stuff in, in there as well? With, uh, with, uh, and the catalog is used by uh, by a lot of sellers, of course, to put their, uh, their their products in the consumer products, so to say. So, what are you doing in the, in this area to uh, to experiment? So last year we um, we created an uh, an experimentation gateway um, in front of one of our uh, one of our big content servers. Um, this made it possible to uh, put all of the the experimentation in into our hands. Um, before this. Um, we always had to um, uh, to go to the to, to the webshop teams to um, to help us with experimentation, and now we can basically do this this all in the uh, in 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 our um, in our services and in our context, uh, which made it very easy to to test things. Um, so what we what we could test, uh, I think a recent test we did is. Um, using short titles versus using long titles uh, and see which one works better uh, or um, shortening the, de uh, the descriptions of products um, to like a, a, a number, a set number of paragraphs. I'm not, not quite sure about the, the details of the, uh, um, about the experiment or um, turning off or on the, the, the pros and cons block on the, um, um, uh, on the product detail page. Uh, these are all ki kinds of experiments that we're doing to see how it works, um, what will work uh, to, to improve our revenue, but also still work for the, the other parts of, uh, of the business. 
Yeah, so so for the the, uh, the outcome for the consumer is something then uh, that that you measure then, but also mm -hmm. the the way it works for the for the sellers or not. Uh, they're seen as customer as customers as well, right? Right. Of the product. Um, I, I don't think we are that um, active yet in uh, in A/B testing specifically for for partners. Um, at least not on the backend side. I think there might be some uh, some on the interfaces side, like the, the the portal or the API, but we don't own that. Um, so I, I have less of a of a vision on on what's happening there. Um, yeah, I, I cannot I cannot recall um, any partners centric um, experimentation experimentation that we were doing or have done in the past year or so. This example is focused on the the consumer part, right? Then the the, the end user, the, the people the that user. buy uh, yeah. stuff on our site. Yeah. So without contacting them directly, you are able to find out what they need or how they use your product. So you can then, uh, after experimenting, really change your product uh, towards what they need. That's what you're right. Yeah. Um, and we can also use this uh, the, the data that we get. Um, to relay back to our partners um, and say, hey, we found that using a description of a certain length is uh, is helpful for the for for the conversion, um, and then we give this as a as as a hint or something to uh, to the partners when they upload their content. Okay, hey, then we we talked a little about uh, let's say the, the the discovery phase, the experimenting phase. Um, does something change yeah, do, during either the implementation phase or when bringing code to, to production when we move to a product-led organization? I don't think so. Um, as long as you're you're building the right thing, and uh, you should know this uh, if you're if you're working in a uh, in an agile way of working, you should know what what um, whether that what you're building works. Um, I think the delivery is not that different than what we're doing right now. Exactly, and that's also what your statement was earlier. Yeah, the, uh, Agile and um, uh, and the product-led uh, way of thinking are not uh, opponents. <laughs> they they add to each other. So some things just stay the same. That's basically also what we're discovering then. Yeah. Cool. And that's and that's my view. Uh, it might be that someone else has a different view on that. <laughs> yeah, and they're more than welcome to share it with us uh, if they like. So we are open to that as well. Bring it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and uh, what was your uh, besides listening to the to the book by Marty Kagan? What was your first experience? So let's say your f first real world experience, not just hearing other people about it with with product led. And how did that go for you, uh, Werner? I think this was. Um, at my previous employer, where um, uh, there was a, a Karawiki, an online um, auction house, mm -hmm. uh, where each of the product teams had ownership and took re responsibility of their own slice of the company. Um, I had no idea what it was, what it meant to be uh, a, a product that organization or something, but they were embodying that idea already. Um, I just I couldn't couldn't like um, give it a name. Mm -hmm. Um, the product teams came up with hypotheses and experimented a lot. It was not uncommon for a team to run multiple experiments at the same time. 
Um, we were also actively coached in statistics and experimentation, so there was a smaller uh, smaller chance of us misinterpreting the uh, the data. Um, when I came to Bolletcom, uh, it was a very different experience, um, mm -hmm. where basically we as developers were handed some specification. Hey, you are to uh, to to implement this. Um, mm -hmm. I did not really like that way of working. Um, and I've, I've seen, I, I've seen that we have changed a lot in the, in the past, uh, almost four years that I've worked at the company. Um, we have made some, some huge steps forward. Um, but I think we're not completely there yet. No, I agree. It brings back memories, Ren, eh, from when you came in my team. And, uh, I, I recall that yet you made very structured lists on what we should improve in the team and, and things like that. I really, really can recall that. It's awesome. Uh, thanks for also bringing back that memory. <laughs> when, you, uh, when you joined this previous company, you, so they were not really explaining this is product-led, they were just doing it, right? That's That's what you... Right. It was yeah. it, for for so them. They were, they it was were a, sorry unaware that they were uh, capable of it. I, I'm not sure. I am not sure if they were unaware. Um, I was uh, much earlier in my career back then, um, so I, I didn't really have a um, like a, a nose for this kind of stuff yet. Um, I, I think they knew exactly what they were doing, um, and it's all it's also a, a much younger uh, company than Balacom, of course, and a much different scale as well. Um, so making changes at 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 that level or at a, at a startup or scale up level is very different than uh, an enterprise like Ball.com is right now. Um, yeah, or maybe they even build it up by uh, this model, right? By this uh, this way of working already. So so then you join Ball.com, you found out okay, this is working differently here. Then you started to investigate okay, this is the difference. Right? This is this is not product led or not product led yet. So then uh, there's work to be done, so to say. So uh, how, how do you do that with your uh, with your colleague engineers, with your product owner? How did you pick it up? Where, where, do, you, where do you need to, where do you start? That's a, that's a very good question. Um, I have been um, trying to get a more uh, like a more product way of working um in our product and this has been met by with with quite a bit of resistance um i think like the idea to give uh like to th throw the process that we have we are using a, a, a safe agile process or something it's called um i think it's very heavyweight and uh I, I think it's also not necessary if we give uh teams their own problems and their own specific focus um and but this idea of of changing this, uh, the way that we've we've basically been working for the for, for the past couple of years, this idea was people were not ready for it yet. Um, so it was met by uh, with a lot of resistance. And I think I want to go faster than other people sometimes. Um, and um, it's a it can test my patience at at times. Um, but I think we're. I, I see that we're we're moving there as a as a company, um, and I think my, uh, my my domain, the assortment and selling domain, is one of the first ones to um, to make this uh, explicit. Um, so I see that that we're going in the in the direction that I think we should go. 
what what does it require from uh, from engineers in terms of um, maybe habits or mindset? Um, as I mentioned before, I think engineers should get in the habit of focusing on the problems to solve and not just on the solution. Um, and it will maybe uh, involve some getting out of your comfort zone and, and speaking to your customers. Um, and uh, getting uh, out from behind behind your computer and um, uh, seeing your uh, your customers use your software. Um, and perhaps uh, if you're not used to it yet, um, do more experimentation. Do do more experiments. Um, find out uh, perhaps a way to uh, to solve a problem. Um, think of an idea. Uh, form a hypothesis around it and uh, start experimenting. I think that's uh, that's very, very important as well. Making a note uh, because uh, experimentation is uh, something we already talked about a lot in in, uh, in previous uh, yeah, podcast episodes. So uh, we can put a link to the to those episodes as well. Talked about it. Um, hey, and, uh, and so you you already said uh, hey, it. it this process tested your uh, uh, your patience with uh, with the company with us <laughs> uh, with Bull.com. Um, what are other things that you struggled with? Um, not with the way of working. No, not really. Um, I, I I really believe that this is the way the way forward um, if we want to stay relevant. Um, and I think it's very important for us to. Um, to move to a to, to to a way of working where we are working on validated um, problems that we are we are solving the problems that we need to solve, um, and not just the problems that uh, some stakeholder thinks that we should solve. Exactly, and and. Uh, um... Let's then get the attention away from from let's say the implementing the product led in the the first steps as a as a team in product led yeah that things different eh? we are uh, way more involved in the discovery the, the experimenting part what are the do you have some tips for the teams that are just at the point of starting there uh, first of all um, if you think that your team um, does not have a clear purpose, get a clear purpose. Um, if you're uh, uh, the rest team that, that is basically uh, that has a very scattered OPEX, make sure that you're, you you get a, a clear purpose before um, doing anything. Otherwise, you're just in this waiting for work mode. Um, if you do not have one goal that you can work towards, um, get one. Talk to your product owner or talk to your product manager. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, make sure that uh, that this that, that that this problem is uh, is known and is, is seen as a problem. Um, because if you if you don't have that, I I don't think you can um, properly do any <laughs> any any product led uh, engineering. Clear. So um, yeah, you get a good sense of of your purpose. Because that helps you also to check your hypothesis, eh? because otherwise, how to check these? Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it already a couple of years ago, before this product-led uh, idea, we we also said it's really important to have this purpose. So with this product-led, it's even it 
feels like it's even more important to to make that clear with your team, right? Well, I, I think the importance has stayed the same. We just put put a little bit more emphasis on it now. Um, uh, and I think the uh, up till now, the purpose has been uh, quite clear on a, on a, on the uh, on the level, not on the team level, but the level one level above. Um, so uh, in the past year, product catalog has had a quite um, quite clear purpose. But the teams within product catalog, um, maybe only one, uh, one or two teams had a had a clear purpose, and the rest was, at some point, um, complaining that their roadmaps were drying up. And I was like, that's not a problem. That's an opportunity. You can now uh, figure out how best to solve the the, the problems that you have. And uh, then they were like, but what are my problems? Uh, and my problem. <laughs> <laughs> talk to your users. Who are my users? <laughs> Uh, hey, and, and talking about problems, what do you as an engineer expect from your uh, engineering manager, like uh, Peter Paul and myself? <laughs> to um, in this product-led way of working. Now I, we have you, we can ask the question, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. Um, I, ex I expect that the engineering managers will make, um, will make expectations clear. Uh, what is expected of you, uh, of you as an engineer? Um, if you want to be uh, more than just an uh, uh, an individual contributor, um, and look beyond uh, beyond the code into uh, into like the, the the problems that your customers are having, I think putting a, putting emphasis there is uh, is, is quite important. Um, perhaps it's also um, important to get a feel for statistics. Um, so if uh, if there is a course on on study ball or instance uh, about statistics uh, that that uh, you give a, a hint to your engineers hey this might be handy if you want to do some experimentation um uh, let's see um i think those those are important i'm sure there are other important things that i just cannot think of right now yeah, but these give a very important uh, point there. I think that the statistic part is really about validating the data, validating the experimentations uh, that you're doing. So for me as an engineering manager, what I hear is uh, if they're not auto automatically gravitating there themselves, pushing uh, engineers to discovering who their, uh, who their customers are, discovering the needs and the problems uh, of these customers, and being a part of uh, creating the solution Instead of, and I put it very negatively, just waiting for a Jira ticket to come in and start rambling on the machine. <laughs> That's basically what I hear of what you were saying. Yeah, um, I, I guess that sums it up uh, quite nicely. But Paul, is, is there something you change yourself during this uh, transition into product lab? Um, so I think that what, what I've been not sure whether I've been changed, but I think that the, uh, let's say that the collaboration with the other people in in product has been uh, even stronger than before and more more intense. And I think that the focus on uh, getting the right, defining the right outcomes over defining the right epics, uh, that that has changed. So way more involved in. Uh, discussions about what should the outcome for either product or for team be, 
or, or problem that they're solving over, hey, what epics should be on the roadmap? Are they solving these? Are they uh, giving the right priorities to the epics? I think that these are the things that have changed for me over the past one and a half year. Do you recognize some of these, Peter, or aren't you there in that for, phase for yet? Or, yeah, for no, yourself. No, 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 my honest answer is uh, a couple of years ago, I was still in the in what we call the site reliability team, so more in our DevOps uh, area, more uh, with the system engineers. So it was not working together with the functional innovations. One half year ago, I made that shift. So for me, it's, it was first learning about being uh, co-leadershiping uh, areas within with our warehouse. And for now, I'm still finding out. Okay, what what is exactly this shift shift into product that? What does it mean? What uh, so and what can I do about it? So I'm a bit behind in this uh, transition, so to say, trying to pick up. Um, but I find it very uh, interesting to see the yeah uh, this um, these differences and and really understand. Okay, what what does it, does it mean? Outcome over output. What does it mean? And so we have all these typical. Uh, um, kind of buzzword thingies, so to say. Yeah. One line. Find out what it, yeah, one line. But to find out what it really means is is the the essence, I think. And then, and once you understand it and you act upon it, then you uh, you make you 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 are in the transition. <laughs> but I'm not there yet, to, to be honest. It's um, I'm. But, yeah. uh, then for me, it would be even more interesting to ask well, what's your more what's your most important takeaway so far from this <laughs> because that's basically what you learned until now from this conversation yeah so so looking back at the, what werner explained it's 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 um in the, in the beginning really explaining okay this is um giving this team the problem instead of uh, uh the epics and the stories then you try then you then it becomes visual for me okay teams need to start analyzing the problem and and really understand what what the need is so that is a way of looking at it i think makes it uh, uh, possible for me to visualize the uh, way of working of a team afterwards and then i can uh, start to uh, to work on that with it with the team um so that's an important one for me um yeah and the other one is the yeah i believe the uh, the interaction and the, again, the experimentation with the with your product and the and the users, that, and that makes it more. Uh, in this in this episodes, we we discuss different topics, but now we make the combination with experimentation and product led. So that's also an, an, an insightful thing for me. Yeah. yeah awesome. Hey, from your perspective, uh, Werner, what, <laughs> what didn't go, what did, did Peter not grasp from what you've been trying to convey? I think he um, grasped things quite well. Um, there was one uh, thing he mentioned about being in site reliability before, uh, yeah. so not working on product. I think, I think you can implement product thinking on every level of the business. Uh, I think you can implement it in a restaurant. I think you can implement it in office automation. Um, it's not tied to something that your end users will see necessarily. Um, so for instance, we have a uh, an internal framework called Excel. Uh, I think this is a, is a, it, it's a brilliant product um, for, uh, and the customers are, are um, Java and Kotlin developers. Um, it doesn't need to be something that um, 
is visible to our partners and our uh, and our customers. Uh, true, and that's exactly what uh, also in this area the, we call it the, the technical platform. They are also now shifting in towards product thinking and uh, making the step. So that's uh, that's. Uh, I understand what you're saying. I recognize it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hey, and then uh, if we want to educate ourselves even more, uh, Werner, would you? Besides the books of Marty Kagan that also sparked something in you, would you recommend something for us to, I don't know, read a blog post, a book, watch a video, uh, either for Peter or me or one of our engineers? What would you really recommend? Um, I think uh, one of the one of the most challenging parts is uh, product discovery because it's it's like uh, this is a new thing. And there is a very good book, Continuous Discovery Habits. I lost the uh, the name of the author. Um, Taurus was it, I think. Um, we will find it. We put it yeah. in the show notes. <laughs> um, I think that that one is a is a very good book to to start um, on how to do um, product discovery, uh, how to find out what will work for your, for the customers. Awesome. Thanks. Um, yeah, then, then uh, Peter shared his most important uh, takeaway. Take what, for, what for you is the most important takeaway, uh, Werner? What do you really want uh, yeah, engineers and others to remember after having listened to this podcast? Um, I mentioned it a couple of times. Um, get a purpose. Uh, know who your customers are. Interact with them. Um, and perhaps if uh, if you notice that people are are giving you um, uh, tickets to solve or, or epics, um, figure out a way to transform that into um, into a way of working where you, uh, as a team, um, are in control and are taking the reins. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. I think that's a, a very great uh, takeaway uh, for our listeners. So uh, yeah. Thanks for. Uh, being with us uh, on the on the episode, I, I really loved it, Ken. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, man. It's awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab, and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun! <laughs>